0: Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, celebrating 50 years of sharing God's unconditional love and grace.
1: Welcome to the Gospel Truth broadcast. Welcome to a very special edition of the Gospel Truth. You are three parts, spirit, soul, and body. Healing is a part of the atonement of Christ. God wants you well. How can you doubt that you'll get it if you've already got it? You're already blessed. EVERYTHING THAT JESUS CAME TO DO, THE POWER FOR IT IS RELEASED THROUGH THE GOSPEL, THE GOOD NEWS, THE NEARLY TOO GOOD TO BE TRUE NEWS. WELCOME TO OUR FRIDAY'S BROADCAST OF THE GOSPEL TRUTH. TODAY I'M CONTINUING TO TEACH ON YOUR CONSCIENCE. IT'S IN A NEW BOOK THAT I'VE GOT ENTITLED, WHO TOLD YOU THAT YOU WERE NAKED? BUT IT'S ACTUALLY A STUDY IN THE CONSCIENCE. AND I'VE ALREADY SAID A LOT OF GREAT THINGS ABOUT THIS. LET ME JUST MENTION ONCE AGAIN THAT WE ARE IN A TEMPORARY Uh, FACILITY HERE FOR MY TELEVISION PROGRAM. WE'RE MOVING FROM COLORADO SPRINGS UP TO WOODLAND PARK. MY TELEVISION SET HAS BEEN TAKEN APART AND REASSEMBLED IN OUR NEW BUILDING. AND SO WE ARE IN OUR LODGE THAT IS ON OUR uh, Karis BIBLE COLLEGE CAMPUS HERE. GOD BLESSED US WITH THIS LODGE. IT'S JUST AWESOME. AND SO THIS IS JUST A TEMPORARY FACILITY FOR OUR uh, STUDIO. WE WILL BE BACK IN OUR NORMAL STUDIO Pretty soon. Let me mention again that this book, Who Told You That You Were Naked? This is a brand new teaching. I haven't uh, done this on television before, and today is the end of my second week of teaching on this. If you've missed any of this, please get the materials that we're offering because I haven't got time to go back and summarize everything. But just very briefly, when Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that's where they gained a conscience. And the conscience immediately condemned them. AND MADE THEM SHAME. IT MADE THEM HAVE SHAME. THEY RAN FROM GOD. THEY HID THEMSELVES. THEY WERE AFRAID. AND THE LORD SAID, WHO TOLD YOU THAT YOU WERE NAKED? GOD DIDN'T TELL THEM, OR HE WOULDN'T HAVE ASKED THAT QUESTION. SATAN DIDN'T TELL THEM. THAT TREE TOLD THEM, THE TREE OF THE KNOWLEDGE OF GOOD AND EVIL. AND I BELIEVE THAT'S WHERE THEY GOT THEIR CONSCIENCE. IT WAS THEIR OWN CONSCIENCE THAT smote THEM OVER THEIR SIN. AND EVEN THOUGH IT'S UNPLEASANT, WE NEED TO BE AWARE. THAT WE HAVE SINNED AND THAT WE'VE HURT PEOPLE AND THAT WE'VE COME SHORT OF THE GLORY OF GOD. A PERSON CANNOT BE SAVED UNTIL THEY RECOGNIZE THAT THEY NEED TO BE SAVED, THAT THEY HAVE SINNED AND COME SHORT OF THE GLORY OF GOD. SO THERE IS A PURPOSE FOR US RECOGNIZING OUR UNGODLINESS, AND THE CONSCIENCE IS WHAT GOD GAVE US TO GIVE US THAT INTUITIVE KNOWLEDGE OF RIGHT AND WRONG. BUT THE CONSCIENCE CAN BE uh, CORRUPTED. THE CONSCIENCE CAN BE SEVERED. IT CAN BE SEARED. THERE'S ALL KINDS OF THINGS THAT CAN HAPPEN. IT IS A GUIDE, BUT IT'S NOT A PERFECT GUIDE. SO GOD GAVE THE OLD TESTAMENT LAW TO BRING OUR CONSCIENCE BACK TO THE RIGHT PLACE. I'VE USED A LOT OF SCRIPTURES ON THIS. Uh, AGAIN, I'M NOT GOING TO TAKE TIME TO GO THROUGH THAT, BUT THE OLD TESTAMENT LAW... ACTIVATED OUR CONSCIENCE, BROUGHT US GUILT AND SHAME, NOT FOR THE PURPOSE OF US JUST LIVING THERE, BUT FOR THE PURPOSE OF BRINGING US TO THE END OF OURSELF, TO WHERE WE WOULD CRY OUT TO GOD FOR HELP. EVEN THOUGH CONDEMNATION, GUILT, SHAME IS UNPLEASANT AND GOD NEVER INTENDED FOR US TO LIVE THAT WAY FROM THE BEGINNING, FOR A FALLEN MAN, YOU NEED TO COME TO THE END OF YOURSELF BEFORE YOU REACH THE BEGINNING OF GOD. AND THAT'S WHAT THE CONSCIENCE DOES. AND THE LAW ACTIVATED OUR CONSCIENCE AND BROUGHT IT BACK TO plumb. SO THAT'S WHAT WE'VE ALREADY TALKED ABOUT. LET ME USE SOME VERSES HERE IN HEBREWS CHAPTER 9. IN THE WRITER OF HEBREWS, THIS IS A MASTERPIECE ON TRYING TO GET THE NEW TESTAMENT BELIEVER TO QUIT SERVING GOD AND RELATING TO GOD BASED ON THE OLD TESTAMENT LAW. WISHED I HAD TIME TO TEACH THE ENTIRE BOOK. THIS IS ONE POWERFUL BOOK. BUT LET ME JUST POINT OUT SOME THINGS. I'M GOING TO READ THESE AND THEN I'LL GO BACK AND I'LL PUT IT ALL INTO ITS CONTEXT AND MAKE SOME POINTS OUT OF THIS. BUT IN HEBREWS CHAPTER 9 AND IN VERSE 8, IT SAYS, THE HOLY GHOST, THIS SIGNIFYING, HE WAS CONTRASTING THE WAY IT WAS DONE IN THE OLD TESTAMENT WITH THE NEW TESTAMENT AND IN THE OLD TESTAMENT, HE TALKED ABOUT THAT THERE WAS THIS veil THAT SEPARATED PEOPLE FROM GOING INTO THE PRESENCE OF GOD AND THERE WERE THESE CHERUBS THERE THAT IF ANYBODY TRIED TO GO THROUGH THAT VEIL INTO THE PRESENCE OF GOD, EXCEPT FOR THE HIGH PRIEST ONE TIME A YEAR AFTER MUCH RITUAL CLEANSING AND ALL OF THESE THINGS, IF ANYBODY ENTERED IN, THESE CHERUBS WOULD JUST KILL THEM. (coughs) EXCUSE ME. SO THAT'S THE PURPOSE, OR THE POINT THAT HE HAD JUST MADE. AND HE SAYS, THE HOLY GHOST, THIS SIGNIFYING THAT THE WAY INTO THE HOLIEST OF ALL WAS NOT YET MADE MANIFEST WHILE AS THE FIRST TABERNACLE WAS YET STANDING. WHICH WAS A FIGURE FOR THE TIME THEN PRESENT IN WHICH WERE OFFERED BOTH GIFTS AND SACRIFICES THAT COULD NOT MAKE HIM THAT DID THE service PERFECT AS PERTAINING TO THE CONSCIENCE. SO THIS VERSE RIGHT HERE SAYS THAT UNDER THE OLD TESTAMENT LAW, IF YOU ARE LIVING BY LAW, YOU CANNOT GET YOUR CONSCIENCE PURGED. AGAIN, I'M GOING TO PUT THIS IN CONTEXT, BUT DROP DOWN TO VERSE 14. IT SAYS, HOW MUCH MORE SHALL THE BLOOD OF CHRIST, WHO THROUGH THE ETERNAL SPIRIT, OFFERED HIMSELF WITHOUT SPOT TO GOD, PURGE YOUR CONSCIENCE FROM DEAD WORKS TO SERVE THE LIVING GOD. SO ONE OF THE GREAT DIFFERENCES BETWEEN THE OLD TESTAMENT LAW WAY OF RELATING TO GOD AND THE NEW TESTAMENT GRACE WAY OF RELATING TO GOD IS THE CONSCIENCE. YOUR CONSCIENCE UNDER THE NEW COVENANT SHOULD BE PURGED FROM DEAD WORKS TO SERVE THE LIVING GOD. YOU COULD SAY IT THIS WAY, THAT IF YOUR CONSCIENCE ISN'T PURGED AND IF YOU ARE STILL LIVING UNDER A WORKS MENTALITY TO WHERE YOU FEEL LIKE YOU'VE GOT TO BE WORTHY, YOU'VE GOT TO PRAY ENOUGH, GO TO CHURCH ENOUGH, PAY TITHES ENOUGH, you GOT TO DO THESE THINGS TO EARN GOD'S FAVOR IN YOUR LIFE, THEN YOUR CONSCIENCE HASN'T BEEN PURGED AND YOU AREN'T TAKING BENEFIT OR TAKING ADVANTAGE OF THE FULL BENEFITS OF THE NEW TESTAMENT. IN CHAPTER 10 VERSE 2 IT'S TALKING ABOUT THAT THE OLD TESTAMENT SACRIFICES, IF THEY REALLY COULD HAVE DONE ANYTHING, IF THEY WERE MORE THAN SYMBOLIC, IF THE ANIMAL SACRIFICE WOULD HAVE REALLY CLEANSED ANYBODY, THEN IN VERSE 2 IT SAYS, FOR WOULD THEY NOT HAVE CEASED TO BE OFFERED? BECAUSE THAT THE WORSHIPPERS ONCE PURGED SHOULD HAVE HAD NO MORE CONSCIENCE OF SIN. THE OLD TESTAMENT SACRIFICES COULD NOT ACCOMPLISH THAT BECAUSE IT WAS ONLY THE BLOOD OF ANIMALS. BUT THE NEW TESTAMENT SACRIFICE OF JESUS DID WORK AND IT HAS PURGED OUR CONSCIENCE SO THAT WE SHOULD HAVE NO MORE CONSCIENCE OF SIN. IT DIDN'T SAY CONSCIOUSNESS, THERE'S A DIFFERENCE. YOU KNOW, A LOT OF PEOPLE RUN THESE WORDS ALL TOGETHER. THERE IS A PLACE FOR BEING CONSCIOUS OF SIN, BUT NOT HAVING SIN CONSCIOUSNESS WHERE YOU ARE CONDEMNED AND GUILT-RIDDEN. MAN, THAT WAS A MAJOR STATEMENT RIGHT THERE. THERE IS A PLACE FOR HAVING A CONSCIOUS, CONSCIOUSNESS OF SIN, BUT NOT A PLACE FOR A NEW TESTAMENT BELIEVER TO HAVE A SIN CONSCIENCE. IT SAYS, NO MORE CONSCIENCE OF SIN. WE SHOULD NOT HAVE A CONSCIENCE THAT IS CONDEMNING US AND MAKING US FEEL shame. AND GUILT BECAUSE ALL OF THAT'S BEEN PLACED UPON JESUS. BUT WE SHOULD STILL RECOGNIZE WHEN WE DO SOMETHING WRONG and, AND WE OUGHT TO TURN FROM IT. IT GOES ON TO SAY IN HEBREWS CHAPTER 10 AND IN VERSE 22, LET US DRAW NEAR WITH A TRUE HEART IN FULL ASSURANCE OF FAITH, HAVING OUR HEARTS SPRINKLED FROM AN EVIL CONSCIENCE AND OUR BODIES WASHED WITH PURE WATER. SO I BRING UP ALL OF THESE VERSES, AND AGAIN, IF WE WERE TO PUT THEM ALL IN CONTEXT, YOU WILL SEE THAT IT'S SAYING THAT THE OLD TESTAMENT LAW COULD NOT DEAL WITH OUR CONSCIENCE. THE ONLY THING IT DID WAS ACTIVATE OUR CONSCIENCE. IT GOT OUR CONSCIENCE TO WHERE IT WAS CONDEMNING US AND MAKING US FEEL GUILTY AND GIVING US A KNOWLEDGE OF SIN. IT MADE SIN COME ALIVE. WE'VE USED ALL OF THOSE VERSES, BUT IT COULDN'T PURGE OUR CONSCIENCE. ALL IT COULD DO WAS ACTIVATE DID YOU KNOW THAT I AM A LIVING EXAMPLE OF THIS? I WAS RAISED IN A RELIGIOUS HOME. MY BROTHER AND SISTER WERE RAISED IN THE SAME HOME THAT I WAS, AND I praise GOD FOR OUR UPBRINGING. MY FAMILY, it, we, WE LOVED GOD. MY DAD WAS THE CHAIRMAN OF THE DEACONS. I AM NOT 100% AGAINST IT, BUT THE LAW WAS DEFINITELY PREACHED. AND IN THE CHURCH THAT I GREW UP IN, THE LAW WAS PREACHED. NOW, MY BROTHER AND SISTER DIDN'T SEEM TO TAKE IT TO HEART THE WAY THAT I DID. THEY BOTH WENT OUT, AND THERE WERE THINGS THAT HAPPENED. MY BROTHER WAS ARRESTED uh, SOMETIMES. THERE WERE SOME THINGS THAT HAPPENED. NOW, HE LOVES GOD, AND HE'S A GOOD MAN, BUT I'M SAYING THAT HE JUST... HE WENT THROUGH A PERIOD WHERE HE STRUGGLED AND HAD SOME PROBLEMS. BUT, MAN, I JUST TOOK ALL OF THESE LAWS AND RULES AND REGULATIONS TO HEART, AND I MEAN, I LIVED UNDER A SIN CONSCIOUSNESS. I LIVED UNDER THE LAW. WHEN I WAS A KID, I REMEMBER THAT I USED TO HAVE DREAMS THAT I HAD SMOKED A CIGARETTE. I MEAN, IN THE BAPTIST CHURCH THAT I GREW UP IN, YOU SMOKED A CIGARETTE. YOU WENT DIRECTLY TO HELL. YOU DIDN'T PASS GO. YOU DIDN'T COLLECT $200. IT WAS TERRIBLE. NOW, MY DAD, HE SMOKED. AND YET, HE WAS THE CHAIRMAN OF THE DEACONS. BUT AGAIN, SO I GET... I DON'T KNOW. IT WAS SELECTIVE, THE WAY THAT SOME PEOPLE DID IT? BUT I HEARD FROM THE PULPIT THAT SMOKING uh, smoking A CIGARETTE WAS SIN AND, MAN, I JUST WASN'T GOING TO DO IT. I USED TO HAVE THESE DREAMS THAT I HAD SMOKED A CIGARETTE AND I GOT CAUGHT, TURNED INTO THE POLICE. THE POLICE TURNED ME OVER TO MY MOTHER. MY MOTHER BEAT ME. <laughs> AMEN. AND AFTER SHE HAD WHOOPED ME, THEN I WOKE UP IN HELL. AND I MEAN, I WOULD HAVE THESE DREAMS ONCE OR TWICE A YEAR FOR A DECADE. THAT I HAD SMOKED A CIGARETTE AND I WENT TO HELL. DID YOU KNOW THE TRUTH IS YOU DO NOT GO TO HELL IF YOU SMOKE A CIGARETTE. YOU'LL SMELL LIKE YOU'VE BEEN THERE. I'M NOT SAYING THAT YOU SHOULD DO IT. I THINK IT'S DAMAGING TO YOUR HEALTH. I DON'T ADVOCATE IT. I AM NOT FOR IT, BUT I'M SAYING THAT I HAD A CONSCIENCE THAT WAS CONDEMNING ME OVER THINGS LIKE SMOKING A CIGARETTE. WE ALSO USED TO TALK ABOUT THAT YOU COULDN'T GO MIXED BATHING THAT'S THE WAY THAT OUR CHURCH WOULD SAY IT. INSTEAD OF MIXED SWIMMING, WHERE YOU WENT TO A PUBLIC SWIMMING POOL AND THERE WAS BOYS AND GIRLS THERE. NO, IT WAS MIXED BATHING. THAT SOUNDED MORE UNGODLY. THAT SOUNDED WORSE THAN JUST MIXED SWIMMING. AND SO WE COULDN'T DO THAT. NOW, I DIDN'T FOLLOW THAT 100%, BUT I WAS STILL GUILTY ANYTIME I DID GO TO A PUBLIC SCHOOL... I MEAN, TO A PUBLIC SWIMMING POOL BECAUSE OF WHAT WAS TAUGHT. BUT TO A LARGE DEGREE, I OBSERVED THAT LAW TOO. AND, I, I, MAN, I WOULD NEVER TOUCH A DROP OF LIQUOR. I'VE NEVER TASTED LIQUOR ANY TYPE OF ALCOHOL IN MY ENTIRE LIFE. I MEAN, I WAS BROUGHT UP UNDER THE LAW. AND DID YOU KNOW WHAT IT DID? IT KEPT ME FROM DOING SOME OF THE THINGS THAT MANY OF YOU WATCHING THIS HAVE DONE. AND THERE'S BENEFIT TO THAT. YOU KNOW WHAT? I DON'T HAVE EMPHYSEMA TODAY. I DON'T HAVE LUNG DAMAGE BECAUSE I'VE NEVER SMOKED A CIGARETTE. I've never gotten drunk. I've never had a wreck. I've never hurt anybody else. I've never damaged my liver or my brain cells through alcohol. I've never done these things. There's a benefit to the condemnation. It kept me from doing some things, but it made me so guilt ridden. I had so much guilt, so much condemnation that even though I've lived a holier life, Than MOST OF THE PEOPLE WATCHING THIS TELEVISION PROGRAM, I PROBABLY LIVED UNDER MORE GUILT AND MORE CONDEMNATION THAN MANY OF YOU WHO DID ALL OF THOSE THINGS, WHO WENT OUT AND HAD SEXUAL IMMORALITY AND YOU MAY HAVE LIED AND STOLEN AND DONE ALL KINDS OF THINGS AND YOU DIDN'T HAVE AS MUCH GUILT AS I DID BECAUSE THE LAW MAKES YOUR CONSCIENCE START CONDEMNING YOU. THAT WAS THE PURPOSE OF THE LAW. AND THERE'S BENEFIT TO IT. NUMBER ONE, IT GIVES YOU A TRUE STANDARD OF WHAT RIGHT AND WRONG IS. YOU AREN'T DECEIVED JUST BECAUSE A SOCIETY BEGINS TO START BEING LIBERAL and, AND ALLOWING THINGS THAT GOD'S WORD FORBIDS. IF YOU ARE UNDER THE LAW, IT WILL BRING YOUR CONSCIENCE BACK TO WHAT A TRUE STANDARD OF RIGHT AND WRONG IS. AND IT WILL HAVE SOME BENEFIT. IT MAY KEEP YOU FROM DOING SOME THINGS, AND THEREFORE SATAN WON'T HAVE AN INROAD INTO YOU. But THE LAW WILL ALSO BRING GUILT AND CONDEMNATION. AND IF YOU DON'T MOVE INTO THE NEW COVENANT AND BEGIN TO APPROPRIATE THE GRACE THAT GOD HAS MADE AVAILABLE TO US, THIS LIVING UNDER THE LAW WILL DESTROY YOU. AND YOU KNOW, I PRAISE GOD BECAUSE I GOT BORN AGAIN WHEN I WAS EIGHT YEARS OLD. BUT WHEN I WAS 18, I HAD THIS EXPERIENCE WHERE GOD REVEALED GRACE TO ME. HE REVEALED THAT HE LOVED ME WHEN I WAS AT MY VERY WORST. I DIDN'T UNDERSTAND IT. IT TOOK ME MORE YEARS TO GET MY MIND RENEWED TO WHERE I COULD UNDERSTAND IT AND THEN START SHARING IT WITH OTHER PEOPLE. BUT JUST IMMEDIATELY, I KNEW THAT WHEN GOD SHOWED ME HIS GREAT LOVE FOR ME, I WAS AT MY VERY WORST. AND EVEN THOUGH I COULDN'T EXPLAIN IT, I KNEW THAT GOD LOVED ME BECAUSE HE IS LOVE AND NOT BECAUSE I WAS LOVELY. AND... IF I HADN'T HAVE HAD THAT EXPERIENCE, IF I HADN'T HAVE MOVED BEYOND THE LAW AND INTO THE GRACE OF GOD, I DON'T BELIEVE I'D BE SERVING GOD TODAY. AND I BASE THAT ON A LOT OF THINGS, BUT I BASE IT FOR ONE ON I HAVE TALKED TO LITERALLY HUNDREDS, MAYBE THOUSANDS OF PEOPLE WHO HAD AN EXPERIENCE, THEY'RE BORN AGAIN, BUT THEY JUST DESPAIRED OF EVER LIVING UP TO ALL OF THE RULES AND THE REGULATIONS. THEY TRIED, and they couldn't do it, and rather than be a hypocrite and profess something that they didn't possess, they just went the other direction. Not because they quit believing in God, but because they just felt so condemned. Like, God, I can't live up to it, so why even try I've seen that happen with literally thousands of people, and I believe that I would have been there if it hadn't have been for the things that God has shown me. So there are people watching this program right now that I can guarantee you this is where you are IF YOU DON'T KNOW JESUS PERSONALLY, WELL THEN THE LAW SHOULD SHOW YOU THAT YOU NEED A SAVIOR. YOUR OWN CONSCIENCE BEARS WITNESS AND SHOWS YOU THAT YOU CAN'T SAVE YOURSELF. YOU AREN'T GOOD JUST BY YOURSELF. YOU MUST BE BORN AGAIN. YOU MUST BE BORN FROM ABOVE. YOU NEED GOD TO COME AND CHANGE YOUR HEART AND NATURE. SO IF YOU DON'T KNOW JESUS, That's what, how you should respond to this today. You can call a number that you see on our screen. We've got people pray there that will pray with you. And you could be born again today. You could receive this salvation. It's a gift to be received, not a wage to be earned. So if you don't know Jesus, if you haven't personally made your commitment to Him, please call that number. We'll pray with you and that'll solve that. But I'm speaking primarily TO PEOPLE WHO ARE BORN AGAIN, YOU HAVE COME TO THE END OF YOURSELF TO THE POINT THAT YOU RECOGNIZE YOU NEED A SAVIOR, AND SO YOU ASK FORGIVENESS FOR YOUR SINS, BUT THEN YOU STILL LIVE UNDER THIS SENSE OF GUILT AND UNWORTHINESS BECAUSE AS A WHOLE, THE CHURCH HAS NOT EXPLAINED HOW THAT WHEN WE GET BORN AGAIN, YOU BECOME A BRAND NEW PERSON IN THE LORD JOHN four twenty four SAYS GOD IS A SPIRIT, AND GOD IS LOOKING AT YOU IN THE SPIRIT, AND IN THE SPIRIT, YOU AREN'T A SINNER. IN THE SPIRIT, THERE IS NO SIN. THERE IS NO IMPURITY. WHEN YOU COMMIT SIN, YOU ALLOW SATAN TO HAVE ACCESS TO YOUR BODY AND TO YOUR SOUL, YOUR MENTAL AND EMOTIONAL PART, BUT YOUR SPIRIT THAT WAS BORN AGAIN AND CREATED IN RIGHTEOUSNESS AND TRUE HOLINESS HAS BEEN SEALED PROTECTED BY THE HOLY SPIRIT. AND EVEN WHEN SIN ENTERS YOUR BODY OR YOUR MIND AND YOUR EMOTIONS, IT DOES NOT ENTER YOUR SPIRIT. JOHN four twenty four SAYS GOD IS A SPIRIT. GOD SEES YOU IN THE SPIRIT, AND YOU ARE STILL HOLY AND PURE IN HIS SIGHT. NOW, THAT DOESN'T MEAN THAT YOU CAN JUST TOLERATE SIN THEN AND BECAUSE IT DOESN'T AFFECT YOUR SPIRIT. And GOD'S A SPIRIT, AND SO EVERYTHING'S OKAY. BECAUSE YOU AREN'T ONLY A SPIRIT. YOU ARE A SPIRIT, SOUL, AND BODY. YOU ARE A SPIRIT WHO HAS A SOUL AND YOU LIVE IN A BODY. FOR THE PURPOSE OF DISCUSSION, WE CAN SEPARATE YOUR SPIRIT, THAT THAT'S THE PART THAT'S BORN AGAIN, AND YOUR SOUL IS YOUR MENTAL, EMOTIONAL PART, AND THEN, OF COURSE, YOUR BODY IS YOUR PHYSICAL BODY. FOR THE PURPOSE OF DISCUSSING... DISCUSSION, YOU CAN SEPARATE THAT, BUT IN PRACTICALITY, YOU ARE A SPIRIT, SOUL, AND BODY ALL AT ONE TIME, AND YOU CAN'T JUST LIVE IN YOUR SPIRIT AND GO OUT AND LIVE IN SIN AND EVERYTHING WORK. YOU GIVE SATAN A DIRECT INROAD INTO YOUR LIFE EVERY TIME YOU LIVE IN SIN. ROMANS CHAPTER 6 VERSE 16 SAYS, KNOW YE NOT THAT TO WHOM ye YIELD YOURSELF, SERVANTS TO OBEY, HIS SERVANTS YOU ARE TO WHOM ye OBEY, WHETHER OF SIN UNTO DEATH OR OF OBEDIENCE UNTO RIGHTEOUSNESS. EVEN IF YOU'RE BORN AGAIN AND IN YOUR SPIRIT YOU'RE SAVED, IF YOU GO OUT AND LIVE IN SIN, YOU ARE GOING TO LET SATAN COME IN AND DESTROY YOUR LIFE. HE WILL PUT SICKNESS ON YOU, DEPRESSION, DISCOURAGEMENT, ON AND ON AND ON AND IT GOES. SO you, I AM NOT ADVOCATING SIN. THE BIBLE DOESN'T ADVOCATE SIN, BUT IT DOES SAY THAT ONCE YOU'RE BORN AGAIN, THAT SIN CANNOT SEPARATE YOU FROM GOD. GOD IS A SPIRIT. GOD IS LOOKING AT YOU IN THE SPIRIT and He loves you in spite of who you are, not because of who you are. Now that's the gospel. And because of that, we now live for God out of thanksgiving and praise for what He has done, not trying to earn and obtain something that He hasn't done. I don't live holy in order to obtain things from God. I live holy as a byproduct. IN ROMANS CHAPTER 6, IT SAYS WE HAVE OUR FRUIT UNTO HOLINESS. HOLINESS IS A FRUIT AND NOT A ROOT OF SALVATION. YOU KNOW, ALL OF THESE THINGS I'M SAYING, THESE ARE SO POWERFUL. IT TOOK ME DECADES TO LEARN THESE THINGS AND SAY THEM. AND I CAN JUST SAY THEM REAL QUICKLY NOW, BUT MAN, IT IS PROFOUND. IT'S POWERFUL. IF YOU REALLY UNDERSTOOD THESE THINGS, YOU HAVE TO CLEANSE, PURGE YOUR CONSCIENCE. FROM DEAD WORKS, FROM THIS GUILT. BECAUSE EVEN AS BORN-AGAIN BELIEVERS, WE STILL DO THINGS WRONG. YOU KNOW WHAT? I STILL FAIL TO BE THE PERSON THAT I'M SUPPOSED TO BE. SOMETIMES IT'S JUST BECAUSE OF WEAKNESS AND uh, MY FLESH. OTHER TIMES, I JUST DO THINGS WRONG. AND YOU KNOW WHAT? IF YOU AREN'T CAREFUL, YOUR HEART WILL CONDEMN YOU TO THE POINT THAT YOU CANNOT SERVE THE LIVING GOD. THAT'S WHAT HEBREWS CHAPTER 9 AND IN VERSE 14 SAYS. WE HAVE TO Uh, PURGE OUR CONSCIENCE FROM DEAD WORKS SO THAT WE CAN SERVE THE LIVING GOD. IF YOUR CONSCIENCE IS CONDEMNING YOU OVER ALL OF THE THINGS THAT YOU'VE DONE, YOU CANNOT EFFECTIVELY SERVE THE LIVING GOD. YOU KNOW, LET ME JUST BRING IT DOWN TO AN EXAMPLE THAT, YOU KNOW, WHEN I GO TO MINISTER IN FRONT OF PEOPLE, THE BIBLE SAYS IN REVELATION CHAPTER 12 THAT SATAN IS THE ACCUSER OF THE BRETHREN. Satan will try and condemn you and make you feel unworthy. And and I guarantee you there's many times that I have not studied the Word the way that I should, that I haven't loved my wife the way that I should, that I've failed somehow or another. I get busy with all kinds of things, and I'm not the person that I need to be. And when I go in to minister, I couldn't tell you. There's hundreds of times that I've had the thought come to me, how could God use you? How could God flow through you? BECAUSE YOU HAVEN'T DONE THIS AND THIS AND THIS. AND YOU KNOW WHAT THAT IS? THAT'S MY CONSCIENCE CONDEMNING ME. AND THERE IS A PURPOSE FOR THAT. OR THERE... LET ME SAY IT THIS WAY. THERE IS A PLACE FOR THAT. I NEED TO KNOW THAT I NEED TO BE IN THE WORD MORE, THAT I NEED TO BE LOVING PEOPLE MORE, THAT I NEED TO BE DOING... PRAYING MORE AND DOING THINGS. THERE IS A PLACE FOR MY CONSCIENCE TO SHOW ME THAT, YOU KNOW WHAT, YOU AREN'T LIVING UP TO THE STANDARDS THAT YOU'VE SET. THERE IS A PLACE, BUT I GUARANTEE YOU, I CAN'T LET MY CONSCIENCE CONDEMN ME AND KEEP ME FROM SERVING GOD. AND SO I HAVE TO LEARN HOW TO PURGE MY CONSCIENCE, NOT IGNORE IT, BUT JUST PURGE MYSELF FROM THESE DEAD WORKS. YOU KNOW, THERE WAS AN EXAMPLE ONE TIME WHEN I WAS DRIVING OVER TO DO A BIBLE STUDY IN WALSH, COLORADO, AND I HAD MADE A COMMITMENT THAT I WAS GOING TO FAST AND PRAY ALL DAY LONG. WELL, I GOT UP AT LIKE 5 IN THE MORNING, SOMEBODY CAME OVER AND THEY WANTED ME TO PRAY FOR HIM, SO I PRAYED FOR HIM, and I prayed, but I didn't pray just in my personal relationship with God. I had people, a steady stream of come, people coming by, and I prayed for them. I also said I was going to fast. And it turned out that a guy that I'd been witnessing to came by and wanted to take me out to lunch. And so I thought he could be born again today. So instead of com- keeping my commitment about fasting all day, I went out and ate with this guy. And because I was hungry, I ate twice as much as normal. So I broke that uh, commitment. AND AS I WAS DRIVING OVER TO THIS BIBLE STUDY, I WAS FEELING SO CONDEMNED. MY CONSCIENCE, I HAD FAILED TO DO THE COMMITMENTS THAT I HAD DONE. AND YOU KNOW WHAT? THERE IS A PLACE FOR MY CONSCIENCE TELLING ME THAT YOU DIDN'T HOLD, YOU DIDN'T KEEP TO YOUR COMMITMENTS. THERE IS A PLACE FOR THAT, BUT I SHOULDN'T BE CONDEMNED BY IT. JESUS BORE MY CONDEMNATION, AND IT SHOULDN'T KEEP ME FROM SERVING GOD. SO AS I WAS DRIVING OVER THERE, I WAS PRAYING AND SAYING, OH, GOD, I know I failed in this and this and this, but you know, would you please touch these people just because you love them? And then I said, God, if you won't do it because you, you love them, well, you know, what about you love me and you're going to do it? And then finally I said, just do it because of who Jesus is. And soon as I said that, the Lord spoke to me and he says, Who did you think I was going to do this because of? And I had fallen back into the law thinking that God was going to use me based on my goodness. And that's wrong. And I had to overcome it. And I went out and spoke. And man, God used me, and people got healed, and great things happened. And I had to purge my conscience from dead works. Man, this is what the law did. It activated our conscience. We've spent all week talking about that. Next week, I'm going to talk about how do you purge your conscience. It's going to really, really bless you. So listen to our announcer. He's going to be giving you information about this book, Who Told You That You Were Naked. It's the first time I've offered it on television. I also have CDs and DVDs about who told you that you were naked. I promise you this would be a real blessing to you. So listen to our announcer as he gives you this information, and then join me again next week as we continue The Gospel Truth.
0: We hope you enjoyed this edition of The Gospel Truth. Andrew would like to extend a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible for us to broadcast this message consistently all around the world. Because of your contributions, we've been able to put free ministry materials into the hands of millions in need.
1: If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. LET ME MENTION ONCE AGAIN THAT I'VE GOT A BRAND NEW BOOK ENTITLED WHO TOLD YOU THAT YOU WERE NAKED? THIS IS ACTUALLY A STUDY ON THE CONSCIENCE. IT WASN'T GOD THAT TOLD ADAM HE WAS NAKED. IT WASN'T THE DEVIL. IT WAS HIS CONSCIENCE, THAT TREE OF THE KNOWLEDGE OF GOOD AND EVIL. AND I NOT ONLY HAVE THE BOOK, BUT I HAVE CD'S AND I ALSO HAVE DVD'S THAT WERE TAKEN FROM OUR TELEVISION PROGRAM. AND I TELL YOU, THIS TEACHING WOULD REALLY, REALLY HELP YOU TO HAVE A CONFIDENCE and an assurance and a boldness with God. So listen to our announcer as he gives you information how you can receive this product.
0: Andrew's teaching titled, Who Told You That You Were Naked? is available in a four-part CD album or in a DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. You can also get this teaching in book form. The teaching highlighted in today's series is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. This is the last day we'll be offering this teaching, so be sure to respond today. Our helpline number is 719-635-1111. If the lines are busy, remember, you can order ministry materials or become a Grace Partner 24 hours a day, seven days a week, at awmi.net.
2: After we had our three children, I started having flashbacks of sexual abuse. Having um, stepparents that I didn't feel um, really liked me as a kid was very difficult. I was just looking for attention. I was looking to feel loved, and I felt like I needed to punish myself and that's why I started self-injuring. I relapsed after relapse, after relapse, after relapse on alcohol. And I felt so much shame and guilt of just being um, a mentally ill mother with addictions because I wanted my kids to have a better life than I had. It was almost like, Harming myself was a release from that, and it was easier for me to feel the physical pain than the emotional pain I was feeling. I thought I had to get all the sin out of my life before God would want relationship with me or that He would love me. I knew there was more. I knew that I needed a deeper foundation in Christ. I knew that I needed a deeper foundation in the Word of God and was introduced to Andrew Wamack and uh, started listening to him. Andrew is on first thing in the morning and I just get my coffee and I'm in front of the TV. I love that he is just so bold with the truth that I need to hear that. And he is such an inspiration of how we are called to live. That's our story that we want to get out to people THERE'S MORE THAN HOPE IN JESUS CHRIST. THERE IS VICTORY IN JESUS CHRIST.
1: HELLO, THIS IS ANDREW WOMACK, AND I'D LIKE TO ENCOURAGE YOU TO CHECK OUT OUR GOSPEL TRUTH TV. THAT'S GOSPELTRUTH.TV. IT'S AN INTERNET-BASED TELEVISION NETWORK, AND YOU ARE NOT ONLY GOING TO GET MY TEACHING, BUT YOU ARE ALSO GOING TO HEAR INSTRUCTORS FROM CARIS BIBLE COLLEGE. YOU'VE GOT WELL-KNOWN PEOPLE ON THERE LIKE Kenneth COPELAND, Creflo DOLLAR, JESSE Duplantis, KEITH MOORE. THESE ARE ALL PEOPLE THAT ARE FRIENDS OF MINE. WE HAVE DIFFERENCES AND VARIANCES, BUT WE'RE ALL PREACHING THE SAME THING, AND IT'S A SAFE PLACE TO BE. YOU ARE GOING TO BE BLESSED. SO CHECK IT OUT. IT'S 24-7 GOSPELTRUTH.TV.